the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church. Grace and peace to you and welcome to Real Life Radio with Pastor Sean Azaro of River City Community Church in San Antonio, Texas. A church that exists to help people just like you find the real life that you were created for. Find it to the full and that's according to John 10.10. Today we continue with the first message in a new series Pastor Sean started recently at River City called Jesus Has Left the Building. Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. The opening scene is in Matthew chapter 3 and the baptism of Jesus. This is Real Life Radio. A couple observations that I want to make throughout the passage, and I'll just make them. This is the first one. You can write this down if you're taking notes. Jesus comes to clean house. Jesus comes to clean house. And when it says he comes to baptize with the Holy Spirit, baptize comes from that Greek word baptizo, which means to immerse. He comes to immerse with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Jesus comes to clean house. See, that's what fire does. Listen to when John, the, the follower of Jesus, the disciple, in his epistle, John chapter 1, when he introduces Jesus, he gives us some phrases that John the Baptist said on one occasion that Matthew didn't record for us. John 1, 29. The next day John saw Jesus coming toward him and said, look, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one I meant when I said a man who comes after me has surpassed me because he was before me. See, when we're talking about the baptism by fire, we're talking about the cleansing, the purging of sin. It's like fire has a purifying effect. It's like when you take metal, precious metal, gold, and you put it in the fire, the the impurities or the dross, as it's called, rise to the surface and can be moved away so that what's left is pure gold. In fact, in Hebrews chapter 12, we are told our God is an unquenchable. Our God is a consuming fire, is what it says. Hebrews 12, he talks about there's going to be a shaking, so that whatever can be shaken will be shaken away, but whatever can't be shaken, the pure, the gold, will remain. And then the writer of Hebrews says, our God is a consuming fire. You see, that's what we're talking about. This is the Lamb of God who will take away the sins of the world. And the way he's going to do that is not only by taking away the sin in his death on the cross, and we'll talk about that in just a moment, but he is, by this baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire, he is going to purify, cleanse, and make new every single person who surrenders their life and begins to follow Jesus. And it is a baptism of fire. That's why both John and Jesus made the statement, repent, for the kingdom is at hand. And see, that's where this gets uncomfortable, okay? This is a part of Jesus that the world has a problem with. This is a part of Jesus that I think we sometimes have a problem with. Because as long as Jesus is saying neat, sweet sayings, and he looks really cool on a plaque and very non-threatening, sometimes almost effeminate and just... Love you have to understand that is not at all the way that Jesus is presented in the scriptures. And when we start to confront this Jesus and he starts to say, oh, <clears throat> there's something in you. I love you too much to let that 
go on because I love you. And I want to deliver you from the sin that would otherwise destroy you. And so by the Spirit, that's got to burn. <laughs> that's got to go. What's funny is it's real easy for me to look at certain other people and see what needs to burn in them. Oh, go, go, get them, Lord. Mm. They need the Spirit and fire on them. Sometimes it's not so easy to see the stuff that needs to burn in this preacher. Because see, this is a process, I don't see us, as long as we've got the Holy Spirit, there's that purifying, there's that cleansing, there's that renewal, God making me into the person, you into the people that he wants us to be. I remember one time God showed me so powerfully an area of sin that I wasn't really seeing in that way. When we first started this ministry, had a couple of different young women. They both had children, um, <clears throat> single young women, and they worked at a strip club. In fact, one came because her parents lived in our neighborhood and the, uh, invited the other one. And one of them needed a place to live at a certain point. She had given her heart to Jesus. And so my wife and I and our kids took she and her kids into our home. And she's working a regular job, you know, just whatever she can do, trying to go to school, take some classes. And I have to tell you, it was hard for her and one day she came to me in tears because she needed to go back and start dancing again because she couldn't support her family she could never do any of the things that she knew she needed to do because she couldn't make enough money and i knew full well that wasn't god's heart and i knew full well stripping for money was something that god didn't have for her but an interesting twist on the story <clears throat> at this time our church was so small i wasn't getting paid a salary it was just beyond being in our home. I wouldn't make it. I was trying to work odd jobs. We're trying to do things just to make ends meet, and it was hard. And this had gone for several years of not having any serious income through this ministry, but yet it being a job. And I have to tell you, as you saw, I'm a musician. I had a number of different pastors who had offered me positions as a music minister, some large churches that would have paid a really good salary. I was at that time seriously considering quitting this whole church project, River City Community Church, because I wasn't making near enough, and we were under constant financial pressure. I knew I'm supposed to support my family, but I'm also supposed to trust the Lord. And I was this close to quitting and just accepting a job at a large church as a music minister and take a salary. And, you know, that's not sin, is it, being a music minister at a church? Now, some churches, I've heard their music, that could be sinful. But I'm saying, in general, as I'm listening to her, God stops talking to me about her and he starts talking to me about me. He says, you know your sin is the same as hers, right? What? Being a music minister in a church is that bad? He's like, no, no, no. You, you know you're having a hard time trusting me. And you want to quit doing what I've called you to do. You want to disobey me for money. That's all she's tempted with right now. That's all this is about. Because she can make $1,000 a week or better and then a few hundred a week for drugs to be able to do it and I'm not kidding, to be able just to get through it, still way better than anything she could get working at a department store or a McDonald's. And I mean, the Lord started talking to me, and I mean, I just had conviction here. We're sitting in our home, and I had to say to her, I said, you need to know something I've been walking through. Because the Lord revealed to me, you and I are right now at the very same place, and we're both tempted to leave the path that Jesus has asked us to walk because we're not sure we can trust him with our finances and with our kids and with meeting the needs. And she did leave that lifestyle. And I didn't quit. But man, when you start seeing what's in your heart and the Holy Spirit, see, that's what happened when the Holy Spirit starts shining a light. And that's what Jesus came to do. You need to understand, had I quit, 
I would have missed out on what God had. And that's the goal. God's desire is not just to keep us miserable and having a walk through life with our hands tied behind our back with this thing called morality that's just keeping us from having the fun or the success that other people are having. No, God has a plan and a blessing for us that is beyond anything we could ever create on our own. But we're going to have to decide if we're going to follow him. And that's what Jesus came to give us. We call it abundant life. John 10, 10, thief comes, steal, kill, destroy. But I came to give you life that more abundantly. We call it real life. And sin One of the great tragedies of sin is it separates you from your relationship with God and it takes away the life that God has for you. Jesus comes to clean house and it's because he loves us. Remember, he isn't always what we expect, but he's always what we need. Let's continue reading verse 13. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. Now listen to that. Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. This is the first time that Matthew's giving us the encounter of God, uh, of John and Jesus. So Jesus comes and says, John, I want you to baptize me. And then verse 14, John tried to deter him, saying, I I need to be baptized by you, yet you come to, to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It's proper for us to do this to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. Can you imagine John has this passionate understanding of the holiness of God and the need for repentance, but he also knows he's just a guy. He's a preacher, but he's just a guy. He's a sinner. And he knew full well this Messiah would be the called one, the Christ of the living God. And John takes Jesus. You can just see how confused he was. Why, Jesus? What? What are you doing? Because repentance, understand, baptism was all about repentance. It really was. Baptism was the statement that's saying, I repent of my old way. I need to be made clean. The scripture tells us Jesus was tempted in every way as we are, and he never sinned. Why in the world would he need to be baptized? Some people say, well, to be an example for us. And I think there's some truth to that. I I also want to tell you, I I believe there's something much more that's going on here. You're listening to Real Life Radio, a service of River City Community Church, as you're hearing the first message in a new series called Jesus Has Left the Building, Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. In fact, you can find the first few messages on the sermons link at reallife.org and then you'd be caught up to hear the rest live when you visit River City Community Church. And here's Pastor Sean with an invitation just for you. Hi, this is Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I want to let you know about a series we're beginning, really more a journey of discovery called Jesus Has Left the Building, Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. Now, Jesus Christ is one of the most well-known, off-quoted, yet misunderstood personalities in all of human history. The church he launched changed the entire course of Western civilization and beyond. Yet sometimes it feels like that church has lost its way in recent years. Is it possible that we've forgotten the real Jesus? Or worse, reinvented him to suit our purpose or politics? We're hoping to start a very important conversation, and we'd love for you to be a part. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road, right across from Atama Park. Service times are 9 and 11. River City is a church for real life. Our home on the web is reallife.org. So to find out everything you need to know, stop by our website at reallife.org. We hope to see you soon on the road to real life. Welcome back as we return to the message. This is Real Life Radio. You see, not only Jesus come to clean house, second, number two, write this down, Jesus comes to identify with us he comes to identify with us see that's what was happening here 
This is where everything is different when it comes to Jesus. All of these people watching that day were very used to teachers, teaching them how to be better. What Jesus was doing by taking their place, he almost literally walks to the front of the line. You can see all these people lined up to be baptized. And Jesus walks to the front of the line and says, I'm going to take your place. But Jesus, you don't need to repent. And they're so used to teachers telling them they need to be better, how to be better. You've got to be better. You've got to be better. And Jesus comes and says, you know what? No, no, no. I'm going to be better for you. And then, after I've paid the penalty for your sins on the cross and I've been resurrected, I will fill you with my spirit and then I will be better in you. Not only am I going to live righteousness for you, I'm going to come by my spirit and live within you and empower you to live righteously. And it all starts here. At the baptism, Jesus is signaling he's going to be very different. He's not some teacher who's going to teach them all how to be righteous. That's different. That's where Christianity differs from every other religion in the world. All religions deal somehow with the moral problem of sin, and most do, in some way or another. They, they deal with the fact that people do bad things and they shouldn't. Christianity is vastly different in what it proposes as a solution. It's not just a path of morality. It is a savior, a person who identifies with us first. He walks exactly, Scripture says, he walked through everything that we walk through. And yet he did it without sin. He didn't need to be baptized. But yet he stepped to that front of the line and let it be known he was going to secure our salvation by becoming one of us and by taking our place. And he started it right, th- right there at the Jordan River. And again, that's why John was so confused. Jesus took on flesh. He walked where we've walked. And from the baptism through his crucifixion and resurrection... He said, I'm going to live righteously for you, and then I'm going to live righteously through you. And I want to say, folks, that's why legalism is so broken. It really is. It is broken. This idea that I can follow the rules better than you, that so misses the point of the Christian faith. Oh, don't get me wrong. There is, there, when Jesus comes to live in your life, he's leader, he's Lord. And he will lead you to live differently. But not only does he say, I want you to live differently, he is there to empower us to live differently. That's the power of the gospel. And Jesus was setting it all in motion that day. He went to the front of the line, front of the sinners, and said, John, you baptize me. And John didn't know what to do with that. He'd one day figure out. Jesus' mission wasn't just to tell us how to be better. It was to come take our place. And it started right here. Jesus isn't always what we expect, but he is always what we need. Let's finish this chapter, verse 16. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At at that moment, now you have to understand, from the place of a sinner, he's taking the place of the sinners in, in the baptism of repentance. When he had nothing to repent of. Chapter 16, as soon as he was baptized, went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him, landing on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son whom I love. With him I am well pleased. That's a beautiful passage because we actually see all three members of the Trinity at the same time. Father, his voice, the Spirit, the shape of a dove, and Jesus, the Son. What's fascinating about this, and 
again, it's for you blank fillers. Here's your last one. Don't panic. Jesus comes to show us who God is. See, not only does he identify with sinners, but he is God in the flesh. He is the Son of God. And at that baptism on that day, Father made it crystal clear. This is my Son. This is my Son whom I love. With him, I am well pleased. He came to show us who Father is and what it looked like to please Father, what Father's character was like, what his nature was like. Listen to John 14, beginning at verse 8. Philip says, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am in the Father and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Do you understand that Jesus, we don't discover more about Jesus by learning, we don't, we don't kind of learn more about Jesus by looking at God. We learn more about God by looking at Jesus. Jesus is, when we have seen Jesus, we've seen the Father, his love, his character, his nature. That's one of the things that we're going to come away with from this whole time together. A better understanding of what the eternal creator the pre-existent creator, the one without beginning or end, who can, our minds can explode if we start to think about that too much. But he came down and walked among us in the form of his son, Jesus Christ, so that we could have a picture of the Father. Jesus Christ is the image of God. He is what the spirit-filled life looks like in a person. That's who Jesus is. And I just want to say to you folks, um, that's why when his spirit comes into us, we have the power to live righteously because it is the very spirit of God living in us. That's the power of the gospel. That's why Paul said, I preach Jesus Christ and him crucified and nothing else to you. Because if we get a glimpse of who Jesus is, we have seen the Father. If we surrender our lives to Jesus in repentance, we are, we, his spirit comes into us and we are filled with him and empowered to live differently. And I want to challenge you folks. This would all be a big waste of time if we don't take that simple step Surrender our hearts to Jesus. Let him forgive our sins. You know why we can be forgiven? Because he, the sinless one, gave his life, lived with no sin. The Bible says sin incurs a death penalty. Jesus had no death penalty because he was sinless. But he then offered that pure, sinless life on the cross so that you and I could be totally forgiven. Justice is completely served. A life is given to pay for our sins. But then... Because justice is served and God is eternally just, he can also express that other part of his character. He can extend mercy to you and I and at the same time be fully just. That's the plan of salvation. That's why it works. That's why Scripture says he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to Father but by him. So I want to challenge you. None of this is going to make sense if we don't say, okay, Jesus as we walk through this, as I read the Gospels every day, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to be filled with you. I want to surrender my life to you. Because well, that's, that's where our faith becomes what it was intended to be. That's when the crazy stuff kind of dies down. And people begin to manifest the character and the nature of Jesus. And that's when the church is at her best. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for who you are. I thank you that you are fully man and you are fully God. And I pray, Lord, that we will 
catch a glimpse of you that maybe we've never seen. I pray for anyone in this room who's never given their heart to you. Jesus, I pray that you will move in this fellowship and more than that right now, move in this room. Jesus, I pray that you will touch us with your presence. We want to worship you. Jesus. I wanted us to conclude today just by worshiping Jesus because that's what we're going to see. A number of years ago, I wrote a song. We haven't sung it for a long time. For some of you, this will be a brand new song. But it's simply just a love song to Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. Would you just take a few moments before we head out and respond to him? Jesus, precious Jesus, you're my Lord, my holy King. Jesus, holy Jesus, take my heart everything and I will hold you close in my heart I'll bear your gifts of love in my hands and I will sing your praise while I have breath Lord I lay down my life to worship you Set me free, Lamb of God, Holy Lamb of God, my gift of love is all of me. All oh, that's what it says. I will hold you close in my heart. I'll bear your gifts of love in my hands, and I will sing your praise. While I have breath, Lord, I lay down my life to worship you, Lord. I will hold you close in my heart. I'll bear your gifts of love in my hands, and I will sing your praise while I Share your heart with him. Jesus, 
You're my Lord, my only King. Jesus, Holy Jesus, take my heart, take everything. I will hold you close in my heart. I'll bear your gifts of love in my hands, and I will sing your praise while I have rest. Lord, I lay down my life to worship you. Thank you, Pastor Sean. You've been listening to Real Life Radio, as next week we'll continue this new series called Jesus Has Left the Building rediscovering the biblical jesus it's available right now as a free download when you find the sermons link at reallife.org but we invite you to do more than just hear the word but to see and to do when you join us at river city community church located on lookout road right behind rotama park you can see all the details directions and service times also at reallife.org if you'd like to call the church the number is 210-490-5262 as Real Life Radio is a service of River City Community Church, we hope you join us again next time for more Real Life. Hi, this is Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church. I want to let you know about a series we're beginning, really more a journey of discovery, called Jesus Has Left the Building, Rediscovering the Biblical Jesus. Now, Jesus Christ is one of the most well-known, off-quoted, yet misunderstood personalities in all of human history. The church he launched changed the entire course of Western civilization and beyond. Yet sometimes it feels like that church has lost its way in recent years. Is it possible that we've forgotten the real Jesus? Or worse, reinvented him to suit our purpose or politics? We're hoping to start a very important conversation, and we'd love for you to be a part. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road, right across from Atama Park. Service times are 9 and 11. River City is a church for real life. Our home on the web is reallife.org. So to find out everything you need to know, stop by our website at reallife.org. We hope to see you soon on the road to real life. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.